You can kick your fancy ales, you can drink them by the flagon, but the only food for the brave and true comes from the green dragon. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Green Dragon Podcast, your podcast for everything Lord of the Rings strategy battle game. I'm your host, Matt, and I'm here today with David. Greetings. And Kylie. Pinocchio. Pinocchio, fantastic. We've already uh, got off to a good start. We're doing a Know Thine Enemy, and we're talking about the three trolls, Tom, Bert, and Will. And they have some interesting rules. They're basically trolls, as, as we know them already. Uh, they're a mix between Cave Troll and Mordor Troll. And I'll just let uh, Kylie take it away here about uh, the differences between them. All right, everyone, take a breath because I am going to rattle these guys off. Yep, this is going to be heavy. Get ready. Okay. Brace for impact. First of all, we have the head troll, Will or Bill, for 150 points. He is move six, fight seven with a shoot value of five, strength seven, defense seven, three attacks, three wounds, courage four. He has three might, one will, one fate. He is armed with a dagger. And he has a magic purse. However unlikely it may seem, Bill has somehow come upon an enchanted purse. The self-same item that warns the towering troll that a thieving hobbit is attempting to steal from him. Enemy models may never double their attacks when making strikes against Bill if he is trapped in a fight. He also has the option to take the campfire for 15 points. The campfire, after forces are deployed, but before the first turn begins, the controlling player may place campfire anywhere on the board outside of his opponent's deployment area. If Tom, Bert, or Will are within 6 inches of the campfire, they receive the resistant to magic special rule and plus 1 courage. So just to stop you there, so essentially that was Bill, and he's basically a Mordor troll with an extra might point. And a couple of nifty special rules, uh, one in which the campfire particularly helps out his fellow trolls and himself. Obviously, being a troll, he has throw stones and terror as his special rule. He also has the special rules keep them for later and mince them fine as brutal power attacks. I will come back to those. Don't think I'm missing them. Next, we have Bert for 110 points. He's moved six, fight six with shoot value five, strength six, defense six, three attacks, three wounds, courage three. One might, three will, one fate, also armed with a dagger. And his special rules are terror, throw stones, keep them for later. And he also has lingering cold and roast them slowly. The last of the three trolls is Tom. And he comes in at 130 points. He's move six, fight seven with a shoot value of five plus, strength seven, defense seven, three attacks, three wounds, courage four. And he has two might, one will, one fate. He has a dagger for his war gear, and his special rules are terror, throw stones, keep them for later, and squish them to jelly. So Bert is basically a cave troll, if I uh, am reading yep. this correctly, with a little bit, few little differences. And Tom is also very similar to a mortal troll chieftain. Yes. In fact, I believe his profiles are identical. But their stat lines are pretty much the only similarities, because what makes them really cool is their unique brutal power attacks of which they have four and Bert's special rule. Yeah, Bert's special rule. Let's go straight into that because that's a really interesting right, one. So we'll start with Bert. I think the, this is out of the three trolls. He is the one that benefits the most from Tom having the campfire and you'll see why in a moment. Roast them slowly. When Bert wins a fight, he may choose to perform the roast them slowly instead of making strikes as a brutal power attack. If the fire is within six inches of him, he may choose an enemy model that was a part of the losing fight. Remove it from play, 
and replace it touching the fire. That model is immediately set ablaze as explained on page 83 of the main rules manual. So there is actually a rule that uses the set ablaze. Yes, so basically what happens if you beat the model in the fight and he is within six inches of the campfire, he may pick that model up and place him in contact with the campfire. Everyone loves a good teleport. Sets him on fire too. His other special rule is lingering cold because he has a big nasty cold. During the fight phase, Bert may expend a will point to halve the fight value of a single foe in base contact as he sneezes on his victim. So this is another one of those little bat swarm rules. Uh, for Bert, it's really handy because he's fight six. So no matter what, your opponent will be lower fight than you. Yeah, just make sure you have that might point there to make sure you win that combat. We'll go back to Will now and his unique brutal power attack, which is mince and fine. When Bill wins a fight, he may choose to perform a mince and fine brutal power attack instead of making strikes as normal. Choose a loser in the fight. That model and Bill roll a d6 and add their respective strength values. If Bill wins, the victim suffers wounds equal to the difference of the rolls, each of which may be prevented by fate as normal. Regardless of who wins, the victim is then backs away as normal. To be honest, I've always thought of this as a little bit of overkill. I think you could just rend and often have a very similar effect. I like the overkill. It means that <laughs> sometimes when you have those pesky Aragorns or Boromirs who just won't die, Bert comes in and just clobbers them over the head a few times. So compare strength values. He was yeah. strength value... Seven? Seven. So against your standard strength four hero, he's already got plus three on that. And there are some characters you want overkill against. So yeah, Goblin King, that, that dwarf hero with the stone of extra fate. Um, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's always going to be a few heroes where you're going to need that rule just to really take them down. The other option is, of course, one of the other brutal power attacks, which is to uh, keep them for later, I think it's called. Yeah, and I'll get to that one last because all three share the keep them for later. Okay. Anyway, we'll go into Tom and he squish him to jelly. When Tom wins a fight, he may opt to squish him to jelly instead of making strikes as normal. Every enemy model involved in the fight, but not those supporting with spears or pike, suffer a strength seven hit. Any who survive this, the hit are also knocked prone. Yeah, now that one I really like because it adds something that the trolls don't already have. You can take out a lot more than you would otherwise be able to damage. Yeah, so Tom and Will, which are the two trolls that generally get trapped and surrounded or not, actually don't mind getting trapped and surrounded. Yeah, they benefit from it. Yeah, so generally what you see happen is you have Bert in the middle of the three, Will on one side, Tom on the other, and it's going, come on, surround us. We dare you to. And last but not least, all three trolls have the keep them for later. If a troll wins a fight, he may choose one man-sized model, including mounted models and smaller foes such as dwarves and hobbits, from the fight and keep them for later instead of striking as normal or using a brutal power attack. Replace a model with a counter that represents the unfortunate victim stuffed in the bag. The model thereafter counts as paralyzed. A model with this special rule may use it as many times as he wishes. See, now, I like that for really uh, bringing down a big hero for a few turns. I mean, I know you can only take out that one hero, but just putting them away and saying, I'll come back to you later. I'm going to deal with you later. I think that's pretty nice. I think that's pretty powerful. Yeah, and I think it's time to really show off the synergy between the trolls here and the campfire because one thing because I have run the three trolls before in a tournament one thing I love doing is putting one troll into one of them against a particularly nasty hero like a a Caliborn or an Aragorn one of those heroes that 
just have a tendency not to die. And I usually get in there by using, you know, barges or combats. And then one troll keeps them for later. And then Burke goes, I'm going to roast them slowly. Yes. And pick them up and throw the paralyzed model on the fire. Yep, that'll do it. <laughs> that is quite nasty. That's a nasty combo. And the trolls have a few things like that. They can they can do that sort of stuff and really mess with your army. Yeah. With the campfire, all three trolls come in and I believe it's... Um, I think it was 390. Yeah, 390 points, just shy of 500. 400. And, yes, just shy of 400, sorry. And I think they're worth every point. Yeah. The campfire, unfortunately, brings them over to 405. Yeah, so, so it makes it tricky. I really wish they had made the campfire 10 points so that they were a nice even 500. But 400, yeah. But yeah, 400. that would be perfect, yeah. One other thing I like to mention is the campfire here and the special interaction with roast them slowly with Bert. Because you can pick up a model and then you get to place it, you can do some really sneaky stuff with the campfire. You can place the campfire right up the next to a corner of a wall or a ruin or a building and leave just a big enough gap for a model to sit in. So the model gets trapped in the corner and cannot get out. And That's he can't it. get out. Yeah, he can um, lie down and extinguish the flames, but he's stuck. Don't you have to move distance when lying down to extinguish the flames? You have to crawl. You have to crawl one inch. So if there's no one inch for him to crawl into... Um, you can crawl one inch backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, backwards okay. and forwards, backwards. He just spins around yeah. on the spot. You, you can extinguish it. I thought you were suggesting leaving just enough gap for the model to actually not go anywhere ever again. And just saying, oh, well, I've done, I've dealt with you then. Like, if, if you deploy the campfire we... <laughs> in the doorway of a building, you could fill that building full of guys who then could not get out. Exactly. I, I think we don't condone that sort of behavior on the Green Dragon, and we would not suggest you do that if you wish to continue playing and with friends. <laughs> Fair if enough. If you don't have many to start off with, That's you could give it a shot. Do it at a yeah. tournament, yeah, by all means. Travel interstate before you try it. <laughs> One of my favorite things with the campfire is using it to block up doorways and entrances and corridors. So they think, oh, I can zip down this corridor. Campfire. Yeah, that area of the battlefield is off limits now. Yeah, yeah. So one thing I do have to mention, and I, I know I'm going to get some boos from uh, some of our silent members at the table here. Boo! Very silent. Unfortunately, GW and their book have mixed up Bert and Tom's <sighs> names. And I, I just can't get over this. I, I just, I looked at the movie. Uh, I'm looking at the models and I'm like, what, for those what is play- happening? For What's those, happening? For those playing at home, Tom is actually the one in the movie with the cold, not Bert. That's right. So if you just had the two uh, pictures swapped around, you'd be perfectly fine. But no, they didn't do that. So we're stuck with what we've got, unfortunately. If you really want to uh, play it properly, you could swap the two models around, but... Unfortunately, that's not going to fly at a tournament. The pictures are there in the book. You're going to have to play it the way that it is. Boo. <laughs> is this like the FQ&A about can Glyphendal and Arwen both ride the same horse at the same time? And I haven't heard that one, but it sounds amazing. The problem is, in the movie, Arwen stole the book that Glyphendal was oh, riding in the book. Right, so yeah. in their war gear options, they listed Asphalof. the name of the horse, yeah, yeah, which I can't yeah. pronounce, but... Starts with the A. Yep. So the idea is like you can only take one the one ring, you can only take one Aragon, can you only take one Asloth? And therefore they both can't ride horses yes. in the same army. Yeah, so yeah, they, I get they, it. they rule to it. say no, they that they can just both name the horse whatever they want, so they're mm. called. Yeah, I guess it's similar to that then. Yeah. I quite like the three trolls. I think they're very effective in a larger army too. A lot of armies these days you see the monsters being played more and more, and I think 
one thing to consider when playing a three trolls army is to go, what 400 point force can I ally them into and make a really nasty army? Goblin Town. That's one I also quite like, the Angmar with some spectre action going on. Oh, yes. Yes, please. <laughs> Put a shade behind them. Yeah. That's yeah. some scary, mm. scary prospects. Mm. I'm enjoying this. One thing I will also say again, also about the campfire, is make sure you place that in the right spots because it gives such big bonuses to the trolls. Plus one courage and resistant to magic is vital for these three trolls. If they don't have those rules there, they can be in quite some hurt. If you are playing an objective scenario, put the campfire near the objectives. Very yes. simple. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> Especially if there's only one objective. Right in the middle. Yes. That's where your campfire's going. Right there. That's where you put it. So, uh, what kind of things will the trolls work well against? And what kind of things are they not going to work well against? They are monsters, so if they can get in amongst some basic troops, they will tear those troops apart. Um, if they can get in amongst basic cavalry, they will unhorse that cavalry, then tear it apart. Yep. And the heroes often don't stand much of a chance against these guys. These are tough, tough it's a tricky, trolls. It's a tricky um, thing to take on these trolls. I think you want to focus them down and don't be afraid to throw away might to do it. If Say you have a ranger army, don't be afraid to throw away five points to kill one of them. Because when you start knocking down one of the trolls, it becomes harder for the trolls to support each other. Because they have a tendency, if one troll gets trapped or surrounded or engaged by a big hero, another troll just picks up another guy hurls through so he can't strike because they're on the ground. You want to really focus on one troll, keep putting pressure on one particular troll, and just try and zone off the other two. Finish that troll, then move on to the next one. Divide and conquer. Every time we do a no thine, it comes down to if you take more monsters, it's harder to kill them because there's more of them. This, you've got three quite powerful monsters. Most of the time when I build an army, I always include a way to kill a monster because there's a fair chance I'm going to be fighting one. But if you're resistant to magic, if you've got might on these monsters, that's another big thing because they've all got might. Will even has three, which makes him an absolute god. That's worse than the troll chieftain. That guy's hard enough to kill. But you throw resistant to magic and three might on a troll? And you can't trap him? He's the love love child of Birder and a troll chieftain, right? That's what it seems like. And a hasher. And a hasher. I I believe duct tape is involved, but anyway. um, (laughs) It's just, the idea is, you can kill one, sure. Maybe you can kill two, but can you kill three of them? And while you're trying, they are killing you. So... You've got to, I guess, focus on one. If you can separate them, go for it. You probably can't because your opponent's probably not that, you know... Silly. Silly. Unless you're in domination or something, then you might be able to split them up. But you've really just got to pick one, kill it. Pick the next one, kill it. If that means you go, send word to my four warbands, I want all my heroes to meet at this point on this date, and we will attack that troll. (laughs) But then what are you doing about the other two? Yeah, great point, great point. Sometimes as well you'll find if, like, I've seen these three in a 800-point game quite a fair bit, sometimes focusing on their support can be a really good option too because the support models for the trolls are, are huge. If if a troll army comes onto the table and they're, say, with Angmar and they have a banner as well as spear supports behind them as well as, like, a ring wraith, they become so hard to get rid of and it becomes vital for you to take out that support. So always look at a way of disrupting the support and just disrupting them in general. 
So, David, I was wondering if you could give us a brief overlook of uh, their role in The Hobbit. Um, in The Hobbit, Tom Burton will... Uh... Well, they're hill trolls. They've come down out of the troll shores, out of troll country. They are trolls. Thorin's company runs into them on a stormy, dark and stormy night. They send Bilbo to investigate. Now, something that really didn't come through in the book is there aren't many dumb beasts in Tolkien's world. The Wargs are an army of their own. They make their own alliances. They form their own plans. The trolls, while they are dumb, they are not beasts. They have some rather dodgy reason but it's reason nonetheless that they dress in clothes they've got their own culture if you could call it that for instance i'll read this quote here from when bilbo picks the troll's pocket what we get is the following call an excerpt troll's purses are the mischief and this was no exception (laughs) The, the purse then starts talking to him and we are led to believe that this is perfectly normal for trolls to carry magical purses this, this is along the lines of the Tom Bombadil, I think, in, in terms of Tolkien's writing. I actually quite like it. I love when he throws yeah. something just completely wacky in there. It's and a reminder. Like, Where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, these are hill trolls. So like all trolls, they will turn to stone if you expose them to sunlight. They can be outwitted by a wet handkerchief, but <laughs> they pack enough punch to tie up Thorin's company. Brilliant. Thank you, David. That's great. <laughs> so, uh... What can you, have we talked about it? What can you do to bring them down? Aside from just isolating one at a time. Catapults. Is there anything else? Catapults work. Catapults are great. Spellcasters, of course. We always talk about spellcasters. Resistant to magic, though. So you need more of them. High five value heroes are good, but my personal favorite are Morgul Blades. Yeah. Yeah. They have a tendency not to quite like Morgul Blades. Something that can one-shot them is always nice. Smug. If you're damaging their courage, actually... Yeah, that could make that's quite another thing, the, and that's why I was saying before the campfire is so important. The Golden King, <laughs> courage, will when next to the campfire is courage five with three points of might and a point of will. He's actually quite hard to make run away. So if you're gonna focus on the courage, draw them away from the campfire and then target their stats. Yeah, great point. Or you could throw some water on the campfire. I'm sure they wouldn't like that too much. Do we have any water casters in the game? Like, we've got wind callers, oh. we've got fire oh. callers. Wrath of Bruinen. Yeah, that might do it. Yeah, if, do it. It's in a, if it's deployed in a water feature. Okay, okay. <laughs> here, here we go, here we go. We're doing a community rule, a house rule. If you wrath of, cast Wrath of Bruinen on their campfire, they lose it for the rest of the game. Only if Done. they deploy it in a Done. water feature. I'm sure. <laughs> well, what's the campfire doing? Okay, yeah, so, all right, fine, okay. fine. I think it's time for some scores, Definitely man. time for some scores. I'm saying straight off the bat, these guys are really nasty monsters. I, I'm going to give them different scores, actually. I'm going to give Bert the highest score for being a bat swarm with fight six, who can kill any hero on his day. And I'm going to give him a nine out of ten uh, troll boogers. And then we're going to go with, I think, Tom. I really like his uh, squish them to jelly. I love that he can just kill... And as many models as can fit on his base at any one time. So, uh, yeah, I, I like that one too. But I also... Oh, did I give him a score? I'm going to give him 8. 8 out of 10 troll boogers. And I'm also going to give Bill 8 out of 10 troll boogers because he has that magic purse, cannot be trapped, and he brings the campfire along, which, unless it is doused with the Wrath of Bruin and will really help out the other trolls. All three of them together, 10 out of 10. Deadly. I'm on a very similar vein to Matt, and you stole my thunder. That's what I was going to build up my whole thing to. Individually, I'll give each one of them a six. All together, I give them a nine. 
bring in the campfire, I give them the perfect score. 10 out of 10. Really? I'm, I'm not going to give them individual scores because I can't really remember which one's which. <laughs> I played against them once. My opponent couldn't remember which one was which, so that was an interesting game. Um, <laughs> I think they were being used as a Gumby at Heroes and Monsters or something like that. Well, even GW couldn't remember which one was which, so I don't yeah. blame you. Uh-huh. Um, I'm... I'm these are meant to be just generic run-of-the-mill hill trolls. They're not weaponized. They're not trained for battle, and yet they're stronger than the Mordor troll chieftains yeah. in some instances, which I'm not too happy about. But yeah, oh well, you put up with it. Uh, let's just give them an eight because I can't remember which one was which. Eight out of ten. Great idea for for inconsistency in remembering. Mm-hmm. And I think that pretty much wraps it up. Thanks once again for joining me, guys. And everyone, remember, traps win games. Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on thegreendragonpodcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.